0: Welcome to the Who Needs
1: Instructions podcast, the podcast that wants to get men talking.
0: So welcome along then to another edition of Who Needs Instructions, the podcast that wants to get men talking. And today I think I've got an absolute corker of a guest. Uh, this gentleman goes by the name of Andrew Richards. Andrew, thank you for joining us today.
1: Wow, I've never been introduced as a corker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Matt. Um, I'm I'm pleased to be here. Uh, it's uh, it's um, really interesting what you're doing with these podcasts, having dipped into a few um, and uh, some interesting guests you've had too.
0: Yeah, I've been very lucky. And, and uh, the reason I wanted to speak to you is I, 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 again, I talk about this a lot on the podcast is that I, you know, I find LinkedIn absolutely fascinating. Um, my other job is based around social media, so I'm very active on there, And I've seen you very active on there as well. And basically, um, for our audience, Andrew is a a coach, a business coach, or a, you know, a, but you specialize in coaching men as opposed to well, as opposed to women. I suppose there's not many other genders, is there? Um, and, well, and that, these days. Well, these, these <laughs> days there's definitely yeah, there's a few more than, than was probably around when we were a bit younger. Um, yeah. But I'm putting you in my age bracket there, so I hope I haven't offended you by saying that, Andrew.
1: <laughs> not at all. No, I mean yes, I coach men um, ever since I, I. um or declared that specialism actually i've had more and more women reaching out too. bizarrely so it's it's um it's a specialism it's not any hard and fast rule uh, i've got some wonderful women female clients at the moment uh, around the world and and i i really enjoy that i think the analogy i use somewhere is a bit like a jazz singer who likes singing soul as well now and then so
0: Got you. Yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. But and we've had a little discussion before we started recording, and um, I I think the reason you said that you were, you know, your focus, you know, not exclusively, but your focus is on men, because there there seems to be a need to coach men, because whether we have, you know, we've not kind of accepted the idea that actually getting support, getting help, and as who needs instructions is all about, you know, talking to people. That's becoming much more common, and, and you still feel, well, you feel right, quite rightly in my view, that um, men need a little bit of, a, of hand-holding in this process.
1: That's true. Um, You know, tend, men tend not to ask for help. I think conditioning has a lot to do with that, uh, right from, you know, when we were little boys, I think this is probably still going on now, unfortunately, where you know you you come up against something challenging and some well meaning person around you says oh don't cry or never mind uh dust yourself off carry on and it's almost like pretend whatever difficulty didn't happen and that sort of um blind stoicism really pervades all the way through our education and whatever else we we encounter in the world so that that um that sort of portrait of a, a manly man who can cope with anything mm. and not not be phased or ruffled is is in all over the movies, isn't it? As, you know, something attractive and desirable as a character trait. And of course, you know, that's a recipe for disaster in the long run because if we all need help, guidance, support, inputs at some point. You can't do it on your own. So um, men have got that. Um, mantle if you like that robe that coat that they're carrying and the ones that see past that are the ones that tend to reach out for you know for a coach and it's actually a brave thing to do because it's becoming more accepted to to get help with things Um, but there is you know still some kind of mini stigma attached to to um, having assistance in any way it would seem
0: yeah, and it is becoming less, and you know there are certain members of the of the male fraternity that, that that don't believe there's a stigma attached to it, but like you say, it's actually still quite common. Now, Andrew, if I was to reach out to you, then what kind of process does 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 uh, do you run with other you know with your co- is it a coachy is that what I'm called if I was to employ your services?
1: Yeah, a coachy, a client, um, a bloke doesn't matter I mean, <laughs> yeah I mean I, I do get people reaching out to me usually th- through LinkedIn when they've seen me pontificating about various things that matter to men um, and so I mean I, I, I'll talk to, to anybody who's seriously interested in having a discussion about their needs and in, in that discussion it becomes very quickly clear whether a coach would be helpful right mm-hmm. so it's my obligation and professional duty to make sure that it's the right thing for them i it's it's a disaster if you you know go and work with somebody as a client and they don't actually need coaching or perhaps some other thing would be more helpful to them for example if someone is clearly depressed or um you know they have issues that are related to earlier events in their life which are dominating their thoughts so any anything like um you know, abuse in early life, perhaps, or, you know, coming from a, a, a violent background, you know, those sorts of things that stay with people are really the domain of, of therapy. Um, and, you know, that's that sort of um, rear view analysis of what happened and how to cope with it. And that's not the work of coaches. So once that's sort of uh, understood better, and the focus is very definitely on looking forward with what that man or indeed woman is is facing and wanting to uh, change about life. Then we have a, a good old conversation. They share their story. Um, I'm pretty easy to talk to. So people find it easy to share their story with me, what they want to share. And at that point, we, we really know if we're going to get on well. And if this is going to work, it's um, just like any other interaction you have with a person, you'll know pretty soon whether it's the right person. And if, you know, if, if sparks are flying and we think this is a good idea, we'll go further with it. Um, if I think somebody else might be a better coach for them, I know quite a few coaches, as you'd think, you know, would be likely. And I might point them into a different direction, depending on, you know, what they're coming at me with. Mm. So, yeah, once that's done if we are gonna to work together, I'll, I'll send my questionnaire, which is a beefy old document. <laughs> it, it asks some pretty searching questions, Matt, um, intentionally, because coaching is a personal thing. Um, it, it isn't a chat. Uh, it isn't um, a pep talk. It gets to the heart of who you are today and what it is that you want to become who it is you want to become, what you want to achieve, what you want to change. So you have to ask those sort of questions about yeah, things that really matter to mm. a person. And also the raw stuff, you know, where where did you fail miserably and how did that make you feel? Um, what's your secret source? All those different sorts of really interesting questions that give somebody a lot to react to and actually just the, the process of journaling that in the questionnaire is a really good exercise to do on it. So
0: it, I, I've been through the coaching process myself, and uh, yeah, I remember the initial document that I had to fill out, and it, it's quite daunting as well because you know you are asking some quite uh, some quite tough questions, and and maybe it's the first time that that guy has had to look inside themselves and and be truthful and honest those questions and honestly answer those questions. Because if they don't, then it's going to start the relationship off. Well, the the, the, the transaction, if you like, it's going to start off uh, badly. So you've really got to kind of reach inside yourself and be very honest. And it was also interesting to hear, because, um, again, I have experienced this with my coach. I spoke to somebody else. They said, look, I actually think you'd be better off speaking to this person. And they passed me to somebody else um, who was fabulous. And I have no doubt that the original coach could have been brilliant but it, there i'm guessing there is that ethos inside what it is that you do that actually sometimes the relationship between you and the client is not exactly right and you would met, you would then know somebody else that can actually be a better match for them
1: absolutely it's not fair to to work with somebody when it's you know for want of a better description a bit half-assed it has to be the full beans and both people will know that sometimes people are a bit polite and think let's give it a go but it's really better to find that you know somebody that you really click with because you know otherwise how else are you going to feel comfortable in uh you know the, the little bit of vulnerability that you start with that turns into quite a bit more vulnerability usually if you're really going to get to the bottom of what's in your way.
0: Um, and, uh, sorry, cool.
1: No, it's just an um I put in there without anything <laughs> after it. <laughs>
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> it happens in coaching as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the other thing that you mentioned earlier on was that you know you need to make sure that this person actually probably, you know, for want of a better phrase, isn't in a bad place. Is it actually therapy they're seeking? But I'm fairly sure that when you dig deep inside, you know, somebody's character and and what they want to achieve, you're going to dig up some stuff like that anyway, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, And it it takes, you know, the the training we get as coaches, if it's done properly, enables us to spot the signs where a different kind of intervention is going to be helpful. Um, Yeah, everyone's got a past. We all have. And we're all informed to some extent by by what's happened but the difference is when that past dominates everything um and you know really needs tackling before any thoughts of moving forward are are entertained so i'm i'm lucky in that um i'm trained as a samaritan as well i do that in my spare time okay Um, plug for samaritans there but there's some excellent training that they provide us with in identifying the signs of you know where people's heads are at so Look, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I can I can spot these things and I know when to refer. Uh, so I feel lucky that i I have that additional um skill.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and, and well done for volunteering for the for the Samaritans. Happy to plug away about that kind of stuff for sure. Um in terms of common threads, now that's obviously that I'm, I'm, I'm putting a massive blanket, but because every individual is going to be different, clearly. But what are the, the the fairly common things that you see when someone comes to you and you've had your initial consultation with them? They've said yes, I want to work with you. What what's that kind of process starting out as? You know, is there is it um, right? You know, I want to be, I want a much more successful career, or I want a much more satisfying career. What, what are the common threads you see with uh, with your clients?
1: Yeah, it's not that. Um, okay, it's it, it's actually a softer, more sensitive thing than that because what i'm finding with many you know the majority of, of the men i'm working with is that they are conventionally successful right they've they've done all the school you know they've, they've done their gcses uh, if they're if they're yeah they've probably done their gcses they've done their o, their o levels if they're a bit older they've done the a levels they've been to uni once twice three times they might have done their mba their phd they've gone up the ranks of whatever career it is that they landed in and you know that's all fine and dandy you know the money's come they've often got married or entered a partnership they might have had kids bought a big house whatever else it is that people are supposed to do in conventional land mm. um and, and you know they've rocked up in their 30s 40s or 50s it varies at when this occurs and they think hang on what's what's just happened here i've been running at a million miles an hour since i you know since i started big school and i'm not sure i actually asked for some of this stuff um now you know that could be any of the stuff it could be the job it could be the marriage actually it could be the big house it, it could be any number of the things that people have in their lives that they didn't necessarily consciously go after but they you know they've arrived there, and they're beginning to question it, so this is more about meaning matt actually Excellent. what does this what does this mean mm. um and did i did I really want that um and through the process of looking at that properly in you know in isolation with somebody who holds zero agenda for you or you know any expectation of a particular outcome for you, things then come to the surface about what you actually do want um now that that can mean you know changes right it should do because that's what the coach is there to help with so it might mean changes in career it might mean changes of the way you look at your relationship and that by the way doesn't mean that people run off and end all their relationships quite the reverse is usually the case they tend to invest more in them um i find they realize what they have what they've missed you know there's many a fella that's been well used to getting dressed in the dark and putting his shoes on while the family's asleep. And well, probably not so much in the past year, but commuting a long way to a really taxing role somewhere um, that they found they could do and it pays them well, but they're not entirely sure why they do it apart from, you know, to, uh, to keep a roof over everyone's head. Um, and when you add into the mix, you know, a partner that might be doing the same thing, you know, it's, It's a stressful environment and you have to, uh, you know, wonder what the priorities are. So that's where that's where these guys are. They're questioning where the meaning is um, and they're feeling out of sync with it. So something just doesn't feel right inside. This is about getting back to or getting to for the first time, sometimes a sense of meaning around what they're doing.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that because you know maybe that's my misconception or possibly a common misconception you know you go to a coach to get better and potentially when we say better do we mean you know more successful at work but actually and again having gone through the process myself it's about understanding yourself and your needs and your wants and you know my my life is is constantly changing I mean you know my business coach has helped me launch Who Needs Instructions because it's always been a passion project. I've literally been thinking about it for... I had a domain name I bought in 2015 for this idea. Wow. Um, <laughs> I know. And and I, I launched it last year. So it took me five years to get this off the ground. Um, and it wasn't... It, it's certainly not for financial gain. It's because it's what I care about. So that's interesting to hear you say that. And I want other guys to hear that as well, in that it's not about... Mm-hmm going to you so you can teach me how to be more successful uh, it's more it feels like it's more about going to you to understand what it is that I want to get out of life
1: yes it, it is um it, it's actually more about connecting with the identity of the man before any role at all is fulfilled so you know career roles your roles in your in your family or your friend circle you know that the fact that you're a a father or a son or a brother or a husband or those things before all of those roles are assumed there is well there's a Matt, right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and there's an andrew and we're two blokes having a chat over over the internet and that's you know that's something we're doing you know we're matt and andrew first and foremost and you know we're completely unique there are other mats and other andrews but there are none quite like the pair of us and what we might (laughs) (laughs) come up with in this discussion and the more you live in that um, that place of you know who who you actually are before you get to what, what it is that you do or the impact you have in the world it's it's a very grounding thing and it makes the interact the quality of the interactions you have as you move through life so much richer if you can spend a bit more time with the core of yourself I love it I
0: love it I do and something else that I've been fairly actively doing over the last year 18 months is I've always been interested in meditation and it's something that I've I, I use an app to help me with that, and I, I find that amazing. And it's gotten, it's it's certainly allowed me to understand myself a little bit better. Mm. Um, and also journaling. Um, I, I journal every day. I I sit. I get up first thing in the morning, and I write down literally just my thoughts and feelings. Now I've got a bit more of a, a process evolved, but you know are those sort of sort of things that you would recommend i mean i know it's it goes on a case by case basis but uh, you know is that something you you would uh, advocate
1: for well, i advocate for whatever helps people so yeah, yeah. being being very honest with you and giving my personal view here i really struggle with meditation mm-hmm. um which is a controversial thing for a coach to say perhaps um and consistent journaling um because i'm quite a restless sort of a person. In fact, a lot of the people I work with are also pretty restless people. Um their their brain is quick, they're all over the place. Um they're attracted to, you know, the next thing that's interesting. Um so there are things that you can do to adjust how you meditate, right? You don't have to be still. Mm-hmm. You can be meditating and moving at the same time, which a lot of people don't realize. So, you know, um, there's a way of walking in a meditative way. Um, there's a way of journaling in a meditative way as well. Uh, so, you know, without any structure to it um, or any obligation to do it on a repeated basis. So there are lots of things and we can actually, by the process of coaching, figure out what might work better based on who this person is mm. and what actually shows up in the conversation. So I would never take a prescriptive um view on you know a tool that could be deployed in someone's life I would be looking for signs of what might help them based on what they've shown up with um and give them things to try on like trying a coat on really um, mm-hmm. it, you know it can be a fun exercise to do that and yeah I've, I've had uh I could think of one chap I've had who just found that um walking uh <laughs> Got to laugh at this, but um, just walking along um, in his local area, uh, but with his noise cancelling headphones on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, there's personal safety to consider, but this guy lived in the middle of nowhere, uh, so it was fine to do it. But he he just needed the silence without the sounds of nature. Yeah, <laughs> so-
0: that, that is odd. <laughs>
1: Yeah I mean but we got there through the mm-hmm. process of the, of the coaching so he absolutely loved that you know he see everything and smell everything but it was really quiet for him right so do you know what that's you know that's a, that's like a special order isn't it yeah. of meditation that's crafted only for him and that's you know what what coaching can do we can find things that you know sound a bit bizarre for everyone else but might just be wonderful for you
0: And that is it. It's about finding out what works for you as an individual. Um, I had an incredibly long day yesterday. I had a podcast interview that finished around nine o'clock and it was just dusk outside. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for a walk. And uh, I, I, you know, I I did take my phone with me, but I didn't look at it once uh, just in case, you know, and I might have got a message, but the discipline side of me should have left my phone at home. And I did a loop around my neighbourhood. And, you know, it was very quiet. Most of the people are tucked up in their homes. And it was quite fresh. By the time I got back, I kind of wished I'd brought a coat with me. But it was just that reset that I needed at the end of the day after being looking at a computer screen and just being active and busy all day in terms of my brain. And then I kind of just, you know, I undid my brain, just went for a walk. And, and it was it was a, a really good reset. So like you say, it's about finding what works for the individual. Um, how about yourself? Do you seek the,
1: uh, the
0: services of a coach? yes
1: of course um yeah i'm i've had several wonderful coaches uh over the years and um at the moment i'm working with a wonderful woman in sweden so my coach isn't a specialist men's coach actually uh, but she's been coaching for well over 20 years and um we actually coach each other which is a an interesting arrangement that we've arrived at because we got on so well when we met um not as friends we were introduced to each other there there was a a click as two coaches and we realized that there was a massive opportunity for us to, to to coach each other so that's what we do um and yeah I wouldn't be without her actually we've been working together for six months or so now um and as I think about it actually um of the four coaches i've had in the past three years three of them have been women and it actually is entirely coincidental right <laughs> so uh, that's my personal journey through the people i've met they could easily have been men right but it actually doesn't matter um and i i've had different things from each of them for different points of my life that i was at so um yeah i i am um, I don't think I can have a coach constantly because it actually is, it takes effort. Mm. Um, when, you are, when you are crudely the consumer of coaching, it isn't done to you, you know, it's not like someone is applying, um, it's not like having physio, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't lay there passively and, and someone yanks on your foot or whatever. You actually have to turn up and fully give yourself to the process with your coach, you know, together in that space, and well, my term for this is marinating. So after the the coaching is done, the coaching session or or whatever you want to call it, that's when it's you soak it up and you marinate in the juices of what actually just happened there, and slowly over a period of hours and you know days, you you sort of turn it over in your mind, um, and that's that's the brain's way of processing you know, the, the coaching and, and if coaching's done well, there's accountability to it too. So usually a coach will set some kind of homework and it's not sit down with a pencil. It's think about this usually. Um, and, and yeah, uh, it, it's, um, I've given you a really long answer to that question, but yes, I have a coach. I will have <laughs> another coach after this one. There may be a break though, because it, it does take, um, it takes some commitment and intention to, uh, to get the most out of a coaching relationship
0: absolutely uh, listen it doesn't matter about length of answers it's a quality of answer that i'm looking for so that's absolutely fine um i'm actually on a coaching break at the moment uh, so uh, yeah i'm looking forward to uh, finding the services of a new coach in the near future because I, again I, it is intense and you have to take on board everything that you're being i won't say taught but everything you talk you talk about um and there is always homework. Um, but the homework, but the homework is, something is something I always used to, to really, really look forward, forward to, to, really look forward to. Um, successes Success- in terms of the outcomes, uh, again, they're going to be different for every single person that you speak to, but, you know, what what is a successful outcome of a coaching session or a coaching, you know, group of sessions?
1: Well, there are so many, um, but let's, let's reel off some recent ones. So, uh, as you might imagine... A successful outcome can be, I've left my job. Um, and that might not mean I've left my job to go and, you know, knit furry hats for bunnies in the Orkneys. It usually means I've left my job to go and pursue something else, either a yes. different a different job, a personal project, a sabbatical, uh, or, or whatever, a, a lateral move, but a change that had been aching for some time. So, you know... It's not as though people have been looking for permission to do it, but it's almost like they give themselves permission to have a life um as a result of the coaching. So yeah, career changes or whatever they might mean are, you know, definitely there. Um more subtle than that are changes in personal circumstances, in in terms of relationship with the people that are close. So the loved ones, um, partners in life parents kids how much you are changing the way in which you invest in those relationships and what you expect from them um including what you expect from yourself Mm. in those relationships as well so that's a big a big sort of pile of different positive outcomes that can happen from that um changes in health for sure um I'm a trained nutritionist as well which I keep fairly quiet but that can come up in in coaching so uh you know people commit to making changes there um and you know weight loss I've had somebody who's lost 15 kilos recently wow. um and that by the way is incidentally to the coaching it's not the focus because I don't mm. I don't sort of market myself as a nutritionist but I've got skills there so um, so that is is a, is a nice outcome for people. Um, and, you know, really life-giving stuff. Like I've had people go out and get a dog. Okay. I've had people buy a grand piano the next day. I've had people pick up the guitar again. I've had people, well, one wonderful one recently was a chap who's always loved American cars. And he wanted to get into, you know, maybe... Um, investing in them and using that as some kind of a side project (laughs) and he went and bought a Camaro (laughs) wow Uh, yeah uh, it's just that kind of stuff is it's electrifying when you hear that um, somebody has gone and done something that they've been building up to or you know they promised themselves one day they would do and they've realized that actually one day's now and what am I waiting for so that kind of stuff. And when I get WhatsApps that say, hey, look, I've just done this finally. You know, I can't thank you enough. I'd never have done this on my own. That's exactly what keeps me going.
0: Brilliant. I can relate to that so much. I get great pleasure in uh, emailing my coach uh, and saying, you know that thing, well, I've now done this and she gives me such a great response as well. And I, I, you know, I imagine it's, it's great for her, but um, it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's that person I can almost boast to, if you like.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And I, you know, when the coach is reading or hearing of that, you know, it's a spit your coffee out moment because, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe the feeling, but it's, uh, it's vitality, right? it's a it's a look in someone's eye and when you next see that person on the zoom or whatever you can see it behind their eyes there's an aliveness there which you know when they first started the coaching perhaps wasn't so that is extremely rewarding to see
0: fantastic now Andrew I always end the podcasts on uh, on four set questions now you've listened to maybe a couple of podcasts already have you Uh heard these questions before
1: I'm ashamed to say I didn't go to the end of each podcast being a restless guy. I nexted and listened to the mid parts of them. So I don't know what to expect now. Well, to be honest. That's
0: good. I'm glad about that. <laughs> now, listen, you know, they're, 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 take them as you will. Um, you know, there's no right or wrong answers, but I'm just intrigued to get other people's opinions on this. So um, I'll hit you with these four questions and then um, I will let you get on with your, your, your day. So first one, then, what do you think it takes to be a man in the 21st century?
1: Goodness me. That's a belter. What does it take to be a man? I would say it takes what you're prepared to give. Excellent. Do you
0: want to expand or is that you're going to just leave that one there?
1: I don't think that there's a cookie cutter answer to what a man is. Um, in the end, it's it's a, a biological gender. All of that's got cloudier recently, um, mm-hmm. maybe it always has been. And so we're humans first and chromosomally men second. And historically there are things that we've associated with men, there are biological differences. There might even be physiological sort of uh, hardwiring differences, but in the end, you know, we're, we're all evolving. We're all humans first and foremost. So I think we can all decide what we're prepared to give to being a human first that happens to be a man
0: fantastic and possibly the first time I've ever heard the word chromosomal which is brilliant
1: may not even be a word (laughs) I
0: like it it's yours uh okay next one then who has inspired or who's been the person or the most influential person or people in your life
1: where on earth do I start with that (laughs) That
0: is the common Uh, answer
1: to this question. Well, there are are a bunch. Um, I suppose if I'm being really practical about it, which is one of my sort of uh, go-to things, I'm a practical sort of person, I wouldn't be a coach now if it wasn't for a guy called Simon Dawson, who is also a coach. Um, He's uh, head of coaching at Medtronic, which is a huge um, medical devices company. Uh, We worked together years ago, 20 years ago, nearly, um, when we were both uh, sales reps together or actually business managers at Johnson & Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I had a tough experience uh, in being made redundant, which hit me really hard. And my wife remembered, so she's, she's also up there in the top influencers, of course, that Simon was a coach and said, why don't you talk to Simon? She could see I wasn't handling it very well. And I never forgot the impact of talking to him as a friend slash coach at that time Mm -hmm. on how I felt about my situation. And it was that interaction that later prompted me to seek out some training as a coach when I had the opportunity to do it um, and I didn't look back from it. So a big thank you to Simon and to my wife, Sally, for having the idea in the first place and it shows you how random life can be doesn't it
0: i love that and i know i'm simon dawson but he runs a small holding
1: in devon (laughs) oh they should they should meet definitely
0: (laughs) finally then the trickiest of all questions are you ready for this one andrew
1: well this is number three so is it finally
0: oh sorry no you're right if there is one more (laughs) okay this one's less tricky uh what sort of legacy would you like to leave behind
1: i would like to leave behind um I would like to leave behind a group of men of whatever size it ends up being who themselves leave the world in a better place than they found it.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, question number four then, the final one. The trickiest one of all. Oh dear. Now, I believe you're a, I think I read somewhere, you're a father of four? Yes. Okay, you're well-versed in this one then. Can you please tell me your best dad joke?
1: oh oh gosh um okay here it comes what did the number zero say to the number eight
0: i don't know what did the number zero say to the number
1: eight i love your belt
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope you don't mind me saying it, but it's so bad it's so good
1: yeah <laughs> the only one i can remember there are probably more but i won't i won't go there
0: you know, that's the, that's the question that stumps most of my guests. So uh, well done. You were you were very quick. You were very quick. Andrew, thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, it's been it's actually been a very calming process. I've really enjoyed having the conversation with you today.
1: It's been great fun.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it too. Now, if anybody wants to reach out to you, how's the best way of getting hold of you?
1: Well, finding me on LinkedIn um, is the obvious one because there you can actually see me talking about all kinds of things. Um, and you know, sort of get an idea of, of some of the stuff that um, the clients are interested in, or you can hit my website, which is andrewmrichards.com, where you can find out more about what I do.
0: I, I highly recommend following Andrew, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your back, so I, I, I highly recommend following Andrew on LinkedIn because there are the content you put out for free is, is the thing that's drawn me towards you. So first of all, your content's working, congratulations. Really? Uh, but it is really helpful for, for us guys, and in fact, for, for anybody um, to, uh, to, to look at. So uh, thank you for giving uh, us all that free content. Thank you for your time today. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you for the very first time.
1: Thanks for having me on, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Who Needs Instructions podcast. We release a new episode every week, so make sure to subscribe and we'll speak to you again soon.